0: Welcome to the Just What I Needed to Hear podcast with Yoga Farm Ithaca, where we teach you how to live the principles of yoga both on your mat and off the mat in the living curriculum of your precious life. This is why a lot of times when people talk about spiritual journey or they talk about being on their dharmic path, the path of awareness, awakening, enlightenment, whatever, (laughs) they talk about the dark night of the soul. (laughs) They talk about that that squeeze, that pressure point that seems like I don't know how the internal part of me can withstand the external pressure, you know. Mm-hmm. And and this is what we've been talking about here and there throughout the programs um, in regards to cold depression. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, if if the outside world is feeling full and feeling overwhelming and feeling like out of alignment for the part of the path that you're on right now, you know, we have some choices to make, which is to like build up your inner capacity to withstand whatever's going on in the outside. So your, your inside is doing the work in that way. And, and then there's, there's also the really clear look of what has to go what has to go? What's too heavy to carry right. any further? And sometimes it helps to write these things down to look at, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I love the two sides of the page. You know, what are the things in my life that are bringing me joy and are bringing me a uh, lightness of being and, and deep connection. And what are the parts of my life that feel like burdensome and overwhelming? And there's, you know, there's the the ideal, like, oh, I'll just stop doing that thing. And then there's the real, we can't always just up and quit our jobs, our relationships, our responsibilities, like that, that isn't part of reality. Most of the time, it just becomes really clear that you're moving forward and these people aren't coming with you. And there's Mm -hmm. a grieving process to that. There's a There's a sadness, there's a release and letting go that that feels really, really hard because they're part of the fabric of your life and have been for a certain amount of time. So even though we might be really aware that it's time to release something, it doesn't mean that we don't spend time honoring what it has brought to us, grieving uh, our ideas around what it could be, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and it is a, it's an active faith. It's an active faith to believe that when we release those relationships, when we release those situations and scenarios, that we won't be alone and we Mm -hmm. won't be um, left on our own. And that those spaces, those energetic spaces will soon be filled back up with people Mm -hmm. who do see us and understand Mm -hmm. us. You know, and it's it's easy to say it, and so much harder to do it. You know, I remember losing so many friendships early on in the path, and um, also some colleagues. They they just I think had thought I lost my mind, and um, weren't quite sure what direction I was going. In and maybe it was fear. Maybe it just was a different vibration that they weren't understanding. Um, you know, and and. The fallout being leaving jobs, leaving cities, moving, moving to a place that, uh, was more supportive and, um, felt more like home. So there's always this, you know, this is why I love Joseph Campbell's work so much and his path, uh, his map rather of the hero's journey. And we all go on these heroes journeys in our lifetime and you, said yes to your call of this hero's journey and we get to a threshold in that journey where we recognize that we have to leave the situation that we're in and find a new way and a new path and it's a it's an initiation of sorts and uh my experience doesn't mean that it's universal my experience has been that if we don't listen to those subtle nudges of this is uncomfortable, this is too much, we need to take a different route, we don't listen to the subtle nudges, the nudges will get louder and bigger. And, you know, it's kind of like we have those choices sometimes to intentionally go into the dark woods and, and, and figure it out as we move through that, or we'll be forced to go into the dark woods. One or the other, and so being able to have some empowerment and some choice around this is the next step for me. And and it might not yet be time, and it might be right? that might be that external pressure that's just kind of nudging you into the next thing. Outside of the you know Kundalini tradition, the um, the mantra Om Mani Padme. Come, have you ever uh, done that mantra? Mm-mm. It's a um, it's a Sanskrit mantra. I'll type it into the chat. And there are... There are really um, beautiful renditions of it and essentially it's translated to loosely the jewel is in the lotus the jewel is in the lotus and so it's kind of like it brings us energetically om mani padme hum om mani padme hum into this alignment with the awareness of the story of the lotus that the lotus can't grow without thick thick mud and really dark kind of dank waters and it eventually reaches the surface, it reaches the top of that muddy kind of mucky business, it had to do all this growing in and is able to open up. And then the center of that opening, you know, aside from the imagery of our chakras, which we always find lotus petals in that imagery as well, is the jewel. And the jewel is the the deep connection to your own soul's essence, the not abandoning yourself for the sake of other people's comfort. Mm -hmm. That's the jewel. So Om Mani Padme Hom, and you can, you know, you can chant it if chanting is your jam. I gotta tell you, I mean, everybody here, that chanting was really hard for me for a long time. And instead, what I would tend to do is I would write mantras out. 108 times. I would write them and write them and write them until when my mind started to go on all the possibilities and things and the naysaying and the talking me out of it, I would write, I would just keep writing. I'd go back to my paper and I would write my mantra over and over and over again. It was like kind of taking back that old school punishment of like you have to write something on the chalkboard because you were naughty. Instead, it's like, I'm going to write this mantra because. I'm I'm crafting a spell. I'm sending this energy out into the universe and my voice didn't feel strong enough quite yet. I was still pretty uncomfortable with chanting mantra. And so it it brought me to that. It is the heart of a lot of Buddhist traditions and um and so it does have that lineage just want to give you that information. And it's a it's a liberator. It's um I think that the Dalai Lama said something that it is the great transformer or transmuter. And it trans, it transmutes your energy, your speech, your body, your actions into um, the mind of the enlightened one or the awakened one or the Buddha. So it's it's one to to hold dear for a little bit and to see how it lands with you. Um there are a lot of mantra bracelets that say it in Sanskrit Um really, you know, kind of beautiful prayer flags that say om mani padme hum you could hang in your house and think about it every time you walk through a doorway. I uh, I love to figure out other ways to work with prayer and mantra and words beyond um they, the way they might be traditionally presented because it's not always accessible to everyone. just like walk around chanting mantra throughout their day <laughs> um and this is another way that you could do it you could you could do it at work and yeah writing down mantra um you know writing is so powerful and it's a really lovely way to try things on and to see how they resonate with you um for a long time I was resistant to giving people mantra sheets in programming because I really wanted everyone to be writing down mantra, you know, <laughs> like, all right, genius this is a little unreasonable. I can't force people to write mantra down and, um, I can just give them the sheets and they can read them and it, everything will be fine. Yeah. You know? And there is just something about that repetition. There's something about bringing it into, um, into a different way. Of experiencing it. And, and yes, speaking is magic. We we craft our world in that way. And writing is also quite magic. I'm very intentional about the things that I write down because they're really, really powerful. Um I was going through this thing where it this was a long time ago. This is prior to Matt, where I had decided that, you know, I was gonna be single forever because honestly shit show out there <laughs> and I have three children and I don't have time to deal with all this nonsense I don't understand the games and the rules and I'm terrible at this so I was like forget it and um I had a, an incredible teacher who said like what if you imagined that it's five years in the future and you sat down and you wrote Um, about this relationship that you are now in five years in the future. so I did, I wrote it all down. I was like, this is what this person does and, and how he is and what he smells like and looks like and feels like around me, like his energy feels like. And this is how we spend time together. And these are the ways I know he loves me. And I just wrote all this shit down and folded it up in a little square, like I was gonna pass a note in you know, English class. And I put it in the back of a book because I was like,, mm, you know, this is this, this is a good exercise, because if anything, I've realized that my standards are ridiculous, and maybe uh, <laughs> I just need to keep being by myself. And um I found this written down manifestation intention spell and uh years later i think we were moving and um i i i choked up reading it again because of all of the boxes that were checked and all of the things like you know it 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 reminded me so much of that scene in mary poppins where the kids are like you know plays games all sorts, sing songs. Like, you know, they just spell out this like dream nanny and the dad like rips it all up and puts it in the fire and it floats. Right. And Mary Poppins comes in with this letter. It felt like that kind of moment, like, like somehow the universe had lifted this and delivered it to me. And, um, and mantra can do the same thing. So if you're not a You know, mantra is also, it's prayer and it is also poetry and poetry is also often prayer. So if you struggle with the chanting or you struggle with the praying, those kind of words, because they can have a heaviness to them depending on our lives and our backgrounds, write them, write them out, see how they land when you see them on the page. Um, If you live in a place where you can do this, you know, stick them to your bathroom mirror, stick them in the door uh, as you're about to leave the house. So the last thing that you see before you leave is that Om Mani Padme Home or Om Tare Tutare Ture Soha, right? Whatever. Um, and it, it might be something like, I am love now. You know, it doesn't even have to be Sanskrit. It doesn't have to be Guru Mukt. It can be um, whatever just feels like really important for you to sit with and be with. So there's, you know, there's no rules. There's really not any rules. Human beings just make them up. So you can make up any rules about your mantra practice (laughs) that you want to um, and and try it out, test it. It's all all a big experiment anyway. Um, So try that one out in your life and see how it lands for you.